0: Beyond with Mike Kelton Season 3 is brought to you by Happy Buddha Hemp. Happy Buddha Hemp has my all-time favorite CBD gummies that I literally cannot live without. All the details on my fave nightly treats and sick discounts are coming your way, Carol. But for now, let's get this episode started, shall we? Forever.
1: Legend. Psychics Psychic. Mediums Astrology Beyond
0: Hi, I'm Mike Kelton, and you're listening to... Hi guys, I'm Mike Kelton. I'm a comedian, and Aquarius, Aries rising, living in Brooklyn. And you're listening to my podcast, Beyond, where I explore elements of the beyond. We're talking witchcraft. We're talking mediums, psychics, ghost stories, past lives. It's all genuinely stuff that I am super obsessed with. And you're like, Mike, why are you obsessed with it? Well, one, I'm a gay man in my 30s, and two, I read this book a couple years ago that a friend gave to me, and it was about past lives. And I went into this, you know, thinking it was bullshit, but after the book, I totally subscribed to past lives, and it opened up my mind to this universe of the beyond, things that I had never thought I could think were real. And so, because I'm a millennial, I thought I need to make this a podcast. Because I genuinely think by sharing my experiences with you, you'll get something out of it. Or at least think it's kind of weird and funny. So hop on my unicorn back and let's fly through space into this weird journey into the beyond. And I hope you're strapped in, honey because this first episode is really wild. I'm having a medium on, and me and my dad are gonna talk to my dead Grandpa Bob, okay? My grandfather passed away the fall of 2006, and there are so many strange supernatural occurrences surrounding the passing of my grandfather including an incredible story that my dad has that we'll get to later, and one that I have, where I truly believe that the ghost of my grandfather visited me in my college apartment the night that he passed away. And I want to know, did this actually happen? Is this real? And who do you call when you have questions for dead people? Not the Ghostbusters, a medium. So, on today's episode, my father and I are inviting a real medium to come on and hopefully answer some of these questions that we have and maybe help us connect with my dead grandpa bob now i'm definitely not a believer well no i'm definitely not like totally a believer but i'm also definitely not a non-believer i'm somewhere in between but I do have to tell you guys that this recording session with The Medium shook me and my producers for weeks after. We honestly cannot stop talking about it. But you guys decide for yourself. How are you, Dad? I'm good, Michael. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's me in the studio oh, is, chatting I'm with my special. dad. And this is before The Medium got there. FYI. Bye. I love my dad so much and we, we're super tight, right, Dad? We're Absolutely. Friends? Yeah. And we talk
2: about everything. We do. We talk about everything. I've noticed you. Are you losing weight? Okay.
0: So my dad's a smart ass, which is a lovely trait he got from my grandfather. And that's who this episode is actually about. Now, my grandfather and I got to spend 19 years together. And in that time, we became pretty close. Being the second to the youngest of the grandkids, he was always really sweet to me, which sounds like a regular grandpa thing. But honestly, it was surprising because he could be a hard ass and sarcastic as fuck sometimes. But behind all of that, my grandfather was a good guy who believed in treating everyone with respect, just like Trump. And also my dad agrees. You know, dad, I had you on because I have this story about grandpa that I have told you before uh, and I'll tell our listeners Um my grandfather and I were very close. It always felt like growing up. I was also, for a time, I was the youngest cousin and he was, he was like really sweet on me, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it, we were, we were really connected and he's a really funny guy. And I definitely think I got my sense of humor from him. And, you know, grandpa passed away. But he was just a very special good guy.
2: Yeah. Right. Good humored, good guy. Yeah. You he know, owned... Loved uh, you guys.
0: He owned an ice skating rink growing up, and that was part of the family, the Kelton's Ice Skating Rink up in the Bronx. And a, a big thing that I remember about him is you treat everyone with
2: with respect. I think the number one thing that I learned from him, and I think you learned it from me and from him, was you treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. My father was the type of guy who would be uh, best friends with the, with the guy who came in at midnight at the ice skating rink and mopped the floors. And at the same time, he was... Uh, president of the Board of Trustees of Horace Mann. He could communicate with anybody and anybody in between those two groups. And got along with everybody. And got along with everybody. Right.
0: But can my grandfather's spirit communicate with my father and I? I know. That's what we're doing on this podcast. Now, my grandfather passed away, I think, almost 12 years ago at this point. And from my memory, he had a lump on the top of his head for a couple months that grew pretty quickly. And when he finally got it checked out, the test results came back and it was melanoma. And the cancer was far along in the stages of whatever the fuck cancer does. Also, fuck cancer.
2: We inquired about having it surgically removed and the doctors recommended that it not be because it would grow back quicker. Yikes. Um, he had, at, you know, at the point that it was determined that he had melanoma, it was, I think it was quickly determined, too, that it was, um, you know, that he was going to pass away from it, that it was not treatable. So the doctors
0: basically told us
2: that Grandpa had a couple
0: months to live. So the fam got together, and we first were going to send him to Disney World, but then we we're like, that's dumb. So we decided to put him in Calvary Hospital up in the Bronx.
2: Which is really a hospice as opposed to a hospital. It's mm-hmm. a, You know, it's a life... It's a place where you go to quietly end your life.
0: So it's August 2006, and my grandfather's in hospice care in the Bronx. And we had thought that my grandpa might pass before the end of August, so I kept prolonging my trip back to school at the University of Michigan. But the end of August came, and my grandpa was still kicking, so I said goodbye to my grandpa one last time and headed back to school. So it's my second week into my sophomore year of college at the University of Michigan, and I'm loving it. I'm studying musical theater and I'm doing great because I'm definitely the gayest person there. I'm binge drinking tequila, singing the score to Wicked with my friends at parties till four in the morning. Life was good. Now one night, a couple weeks into my sophomore year, I had to bed after probably not studying. And I had to bed in my small one bedroom apartment on the third floor of this old Victorian house in Ann Arbor, off campus. So in the middle of the night, I shoot up in bed And I'm like, oh shit I heard the specific sounds of someone Walking on the old wooden creaky floors in my apartment And I was like, fuck Someone has broken into my shitty apartment So I get out of bed I walk down the hallway to the living room I stick my chest out like I'm trying to play a straight person in acting class And I yell, who the fuck is in here? Now I stand there for a second, waiting for like someone to pop out, and nobody. Then, I look around the living room, in the bathroom, see that the doors are locked, and I'm like, wow, I'm a psycho. Nobody's here. So I head back to bed, I take a deep breath, and I fall back asleep. And then... Did I just hear the toilet flush? Yeah. That's the fucking toilet flushing. Someone just took a shit. A robber just broke into my apartment and took a shit. And I genuinely thought I was out of toilet paper. So I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. So I run into the living room again, screaming, who the fuck is here? And then silence. I look around my apartment and into the bathroom and no one's there. It didn't even smell like shit. The toilet wasn't even running. And I'm like, "Wait, am I am I truly going crazy?" Now it was 3:40 in the morning at this point. I'm just going to go back to bed and chalk it up to the fact that like, I don't know, a lot of my family's super crazy, so maybe it's happening to me, babe. So I go back to bed. And again, it's the sound of the suction of the refrigerator door. The sound of bottles clinking, and then it slams shut. What the holy mother of Mary actual fuck is happening? Someone is stealing my Trader Joe's two-buck chuck. So I sprint into the living room, and I am now screaming like a banshee. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my apartment! And I'm in my living room. And I freeze. And I feel a squeeze on the back of my shoulders... And a cool rush of like energy go down my body. And in a second, I just instinctually knew that it was my grandfather's spirit. And I felt super calm. Almost like I was on a drug or meditating. And so I went back to bed. And the next morning, I woke up and I called my dad to tell him. And my dad told me that my grandpa passed in the middle of the night. And I was like...
2: (laughs) Oh Jesus! You're missing an, you're missing one thing though. Okay. You you also you also told me about how uh, the pretzels were moved, and Grandpa loved pretzels more than anything else.
0: Grandpa was all about Diet Coke and pretzels, which, right. like, shocker. So am I, babe, and so are you. Um. So I just knew that it was Grandpa, and he, like, he came to say goodbye, and he passed away, and that. Is a story that like shook me to like, to this day and kind of like opened my mind about what I believed and how people could say goodbye and spirits and blah blah blah. So and I know And one question I still have as I've told this story to like so many friends and family after many glasses of wine when people start telling ghost stories is like was that my grandfather? Or did I make this story up to somehow make myself feel better about him passing. Many people would say, like, who cares, because it helped you get through it. And I definitely agree with them. But it's still something I think about, which is why I wanted to have a medium meet with me and my father to see if we could connect and get some clarity on these bizarre stories about him. So I invited a medium to sit down with me and my dad in the studio. And while I was nervous and excited, I wasn't exactly sure how my dad was feeling. With these connections to Grandpa and your dad, um,
2: what are what's your expectations with this? I think it would be it would be wrong of me to have any expectations on this because mm-hmm. I have I, I, I can only describe the few experiences that I've had with what I think are supernatural experiences. So I I, I, I don't want I don't want to have any expectations. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be what it's going to be. That's smart. That's all.
0: That's smart. I you know I would like to say the same. But I think it would be, it would be cool. It would be cool. I think it would be cool or neat to connect in some way or to
2: receive a message. I agree with you totally, but that's different from an expectation. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you. I would, I would think it'd be really cool to hear that my dad's okay. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm a little nervous, dad.
2: And of course I was nervous.
0: Because Asa was two minutes away and I was about to find out if we could communicate with my dead grandfather's spirit or Jack Nicholson in The Shining and hopefully not that person. Anyway, Asa came and the three of us sat around this round table that I'm sitting at right now in the studio. And something interesting is Asa asked me for me to change my seat so I could sit in the middle next to him and my dad would be across from Asa. So we moved seats and we went right into it. And it's really important that you guys know that not I nor my father had ever met Asa. We never talked on the phone. And to my knowledge, Asa didn't know anything about me or my father. Besides the fact that I was a comedian making a podcast with Forever Dog. And it was about things that are beyond. Now what you're about to hear next is the session with Asa. And buckle up and grab a glass of rosé because this is a lot. Carol, my spirit guides have a message for you. Just kidding. They had nothing to do with this, but I genuinely want to let you know about some of my fave new things that have made my life and sleep habits a bit more chill and vibe worthy in the past year. CBD products from our season three presenting sponsor, the iconic Happy Buddha Hemp. I've been truly obsessed with the full spectrum CBD gummies for a while now. And I gotta say, sleeping through the night is an absolute vibe. It's made me more alert during the day and brought my general anxiety to an all-time low, which is a vibe. If you haven't tried CBD products before, don't fret, Carol. I was also a noob when I tried Happy Buddha Hemp products and I quickly found the perfect dose for me. I recommend starting with the gummies and taking half of one 30 minutes before bed and see how it feels. The next night, do the same amount or go even further to really connect with your subconscious in the dream world. I can confidently tell you that I have tried and love all of the HBH products, which is why I literally asked them to sponsor my podcast. I know, it's sick. So if you want to get in on this CBD life, head over to happybuddahemp.com and use the code BEYOND for 30% off. Again, it's 30% off at happybuddahemp.com using the code BEYOND. This works for all of the products, Carol. So go ham and have a good day. (laughs) Asa, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I can tell that you already have stuff to say. so, So I'm excited. I'm like nervous and excited.
1: I am a psychic and a medium. It, the world's noisy. Mm-hmm. you know. It's full of energy and it's full of noise. And what I want to do is tune in to you and to you, you David, and and uh, see what I can connect with. And so a couple of ways I do that. One, by having you put your name, your birthday, and I had to you put your apartment number. And it's mm-hmm. just a way that I connect into who are you, what do you project in life when you say hi, I'm Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, I like birthdays because it sort of gives me a sense of when you came in and, and maybe... You know, what's happened between now and then. I like the idea of having that timeline there helps me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then home. I'm a Taurus. I love my house. Mm-hmm. And I always relate through, the, relate through the home. So it's just sort mm-hmm. of a starting place. Um, and I took your hands because I'm empathic. And I really wanted to just feel you, mm-hmm. so to speak, and your energy. We, we've never met before. And I want to mm-hmm. just sort of get a sense of who you are in that in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see where that takes me, so that's a big part of my process when I go to work, generally, just go in there to connect with people on the other side. I really go in to connect with people's lives mm-hmm. with who they are, with where they are, and then if we're speaking with people on the other side, what how that relates to where you are? you know what are those relationships, how do they impact you? Do they have something to say mm-hmm. um and you know, I, I don't know the mediums talk about this a lot, but there's really a difference between. There's times where we connect with somebody from the other side, but we're really connecting to their memory in your your field. Uh-huh. You know, we're connecting to your, your connection with them. Because
0: there's some purpose for that message for you at that moment.
1: Absolutely. And also, though, I'm saying you're just like they can connect back to us. We're reaching for them often, uh-huh. you know, so even you just doing this and in, in wanting to do this, you're already connecting.
0: Cool. And I already feel like I have to say that I already feel and maybe it's just nerves, uh, but I already feel like very like energized i don't know if that's like a thing that's happening but my body feels uh like i you know just finished a workout or
2: like i do you feel energetic dad well i feel energetic just from the potential for the expectation Uh uh-huh yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: something you might be feeling Uh Mike though is that when i took your hand so Uh so i'm connecting with you as an empath so Uh i'm really tuning in and feeling your energy Uh uh-huh you may or may not already know this, but you're very empathic. You're actually uh-huh. really sensitive to energy and to people's energies. <laughs> I think you're really sensitive to spaces. You could walk into a room. It could be really beautiful. And you might feel like, get me out of here. Like I can't be here. Yes, you have yes. this real, like you have a real um, uh, energetic relationship with the world. It's almost uh-huh.
0: tactile for you. Um, Holy shit. Right off the bat, Asa calls me on my energy stuff and he might be tapping into something or he could just tell that I'm a gay man in my thirties. But regardless, I've been tapped into energy my entire life. I say good end all the time because it's truly the way I communicate with the world and Twitter. Now, the end in the studio was lit and I was more excited about possibly connecting. And then right after this, Asa starts hearing or seeing or feeling, I don't know, something. It's insane. Listen, give
1: me a second here. Mm-hmm. I think we should shift gears a little bit cuz I think we have noise in the, the field. Okay. <laughs> um So, okay, so the M connection, obviously mm-hmm. you, but but where's the M connection with the location? M location. connection. Yeah, and actually uh am I? Am I Michigan? I okay. went to school in Michigan?
0: You did? Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to the University of Michigan.
1: I, so I get an acknowledgement with the MI location so huh. we'll see what that's why um, okay so uh, Michigan is significant to your grandfather I, I do want oh what's God. his first name Bob Robert uh, so Michigan is significant and that's why it comes up so that's why I'm starting here and it's really significant I um, uh, in the timing sense, you know, so there's something about the time that you were there that's significant about Michigan. Oh, my give me God. a second. And it's really funny because I, I really feel like he keeps saying and I'm not sure. But I just got to give it. Uh, I keep feeling like saying, like, I hear you, like I heard you, I hear you. So I don't know if he was unconscious or in and out or something like this, but there's something about I hear you uh give me a second oh my god
0: okay so you're hearing me get very emotional right now okay i'm like on the verge of having a breakdown but let me tell you something asa had no idea about the story at michigan okay no one knows it. it's not online anywhere you can't just find that information so the fact that he started with location mi i lost my fucking mind you just can't know that And when you're having a conversation with your family, it can definitely get emotional. But when your family is dead, it can be very emotional.
1: Just take in for a little while. Don't say much. Um, There's something about that that either there was a story around that, or that became a story. So he was alive but not present for a little while. Like he was Mm -hmm. out for for like he was in his you know his body was there, but when he was in hospice, okay, and that's what I was gonna say. Maybe a hospice care or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And do you have guilt around that? Around him when he was in hospice? About... Not... uh, Because I got to say, there's something he's saying like, to let you know, like, I don't know if it's actually about the after. It feels like you memorialized him in some way, but I don't mean at his funeral, you know? So there's some way that there's, there's something significant. And I think it may be not, feeling something about hospice but really about the story that came from hospice i don't know if that wow. makes any sense so so, so this is what i'm talking about and this is sort of like in a sense what i'm hearing is this is the beginning of you growing up in another way like when you really sort of stepped into your big boy boots mm-hmm. um so that's what he says <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean
0: can i tell you now that
2: yeah like whatever
0: yeah significant so this podcast started with a story <sighs> i'm trying to keep Do you, it you want want guys to Uh, yeah go for it so yes uh, my dad had to take over telling the story because i was like weeping like i was watching lion king for the first time and the crazy thing here is i thought that that starting was the craziest thing asa could say but it actually got more wild so keep listening
1: boy he he was stubborn though right really stubborn little pig-headed in certain ways and like very you know it's funny because uh Big heart and rigid.
0: Now, what's even crazier than Asa literally clarifying the story I started with on this podcast is he went on to describe my grandfather. And some of it could be like, you know, generic old man shit, but he gets really specific. Listen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So a really interesting combination because my, my first reaction to him is like almost a little bit intimidating. You know, uh, yeah. his uh, energy. Oh, I, feel, yeah. I feel like he's a little intimidating. And then I feel like as I sort of get through the layers, it's like, oh, he's a big softy. OK, behind all of that. But boy, could he make a face, you know, mm-hmm. and just communicate a ton with his face. Wow.
2: Wow. Uh, wow!
1: We should also say he is funny. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was hysterical. So on the
0: other side of all of this,
1: uh-huh. yep. he's, you know, so, you know, because people are listening and I just want to be clear that I paint the right, a fuller picture he had a great sense of humor. And I think people who weren't his family and outside people like he could be the mayor, like people would love him. Oh. He had a great way about him. And in some ways he gave the best of himself to people that didn't know him.
2: Can I, can I just say this out loud? Yeah. The, 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 my father owned a business on Broadway in the Bronx, a nice skating rink. He, he and I, my memories are he and I walking down to Cornblower a hardware store about three blocks down. And we would, we did this, you know, fairly often and I was a kid, and we'd walk down, and people would come, other shop owners would come out of the shop and say, Hey, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hey, Bob. How are you? And shake his hand. <laughs> and so I would call him the mayor of Broadway. <laughs> That's yep. what I heard. He was yep. like the mayor. That's he what I was. got. Yeah.
1: One of the things that was really interesting is, is uh, his connection to his mom and dad, though. And I do believe it was his mom who helped him cross. Um, wow. Uh, and I think that that was really healing for him. And, and really uh, wow. powerful you know yeah. I think that he had a really sh- strong connection to her mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and it's funny because in some ways he was a mama's boy he had a hard relationship with his dad um, yes. and, and I do have to say that I think they're working through their stuff what was hard with him and his relationship with his dad is there's a lot of things that he did that his dad never got to see and oh my God! So he never got wow. to prove himself, and and oh so God. in some ways, you know, I really feel like he felt like he was a, almost in some ways a disappointment. Um, and so in one way he had a hard relationship with his dad, and another way he had something to prove to him, and he never got to. I mean, there is
2: what what you just said. There is so much to that. I mean, I just couldn't even. Start, you could write a volume on that. But but that, that that's so important. What you just said was
1: there religion with him at all? Because because I don't know that he had much of a belief about afterlife at all wow. but I feel like there was a program there you know but I think even that was a little bit like he was raised a Lutheran yeah it was a little bullshit for him too you yeah. know Yeah, and uh, and so I think there's a part of him I, I really have to tell you I, what I get from him is like he woke up and is like I'm still here and was like oh. Bob got to the other side and was like this is bullshit <laughs> i do oh my god That's what i feel. I think he was like oh my god this bullshit it wasn't the way i wanted it to go like he didn't get to control it and he did not like that can i ask
2: you one question oh you can ask me any question is you want. there anything about a chinese fellow with my father
1: <sighs> anything about a chinese fellow oh i don't even know what to do with that okay. give me a minute
0: you have to let me sit with that okay so let's back up real quick my dad asked asa about a chinese fellow Because earlier in this taping, before Asa even got there, my dad shared a story about my grandfather when he was in hospice care that involved a Chinese fellow. This is a story that my dad tells every year or so at like family gatherings. And it's become somewhat of like a nice way to remember grandpa, but Asa had definitely never heard it. And now you guys are going to hear the story that my dad told before Asa got here. And I have to say that it's also one of my favorite stories my dad tells. And he has a bunch.
2: Well... Uh, Mom and I would would when when Grandpa was in Calvary. Mom and I would drive down to Calvary every night after work, and I would meet Mom. Um, she'd come down from Somers, and we'd get in one car, and we would drive down to Calvary, which is um, which is in in the Bronx. Um, and in this particular night, I, I think it was probably three or four days before Grandpa past, Um, Kathy said to me in the car, um, she said, you know, a friend of mine at work gave me this book of Psalms, which she then pulled out of her bag. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, and the friend said, I want you to give this to your father-in-law when you see him tonight. And Kathy and I both laughed because because Grandpa was the type of guy that, that he never discussed religion and you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't know that he was a religious person, I don't know that if he if he was a religious person. I'm sure there was a part of him inside that was religious. I mean, he he made certain that all of us, you, you know, went to church when we were younger and became confirmed, um, and then let us choose our own destiny after that. But um, but he never discussed religion. We we didn't go to church in later years together. And so Kathy and I both laughed and said, uh, my father's not going to take <laughs> yeah. this book of Psalms. That's just, just, you know, that's just silly. He would ridiculous. make fun of in a way. And, and, and Kathy said, well, the woman like insisted that he will take it. And we were laughing about it. It was uh-huh. a joke. It was kind of funny, mm-hmm. you know. So we get down there and it's like 8, 8 830 at night. Everybody else is gone. And we're, I'm sitting talk. We're sitting. My father's in bed, has not been out of bed for several days, is on morphine, you know, is on mm-hmm. significant painkillers. And um, my father says to us, have you guys met that Chinese fella? And I looked at him, I was attributed to the morphine. I said, what are you you talking about that? What Chinese fella? There's a Chinese fella here that, um, you know, that is a a very nice guy. We were talking today when we were cleaning in the kitchen. Now, my father hadn't been out of bed. Uh So now I know it's morphine. Uh You know, he's having these imaginative things going on. Um, And I said, oh, that's nice, Dad. Yeah, you know, and it's a funny thing. He said to me while we're cleaning up in the kitchen, he asked me a question. He said, Bob, what is your favorite psalm? Mm -hmm. And at that point, Kathy and I looked at each other. All right, this is this is crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, my father says the, I, I don't know the number of it, but it's the psalm that says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, and and um, and so my father said and then the guy, when I told him my favorite psalm, he recited it for me. But the funny part is he recited it to me in Chinese, so I didn't really understand it. So I was like, all right, dad, this morphine's really kicking in. Now this is now this is insane. But here's here's the here's the crazy part. He then looks at the two of us, Kathy and I, and he says, You wouldn't have a copy of the psalm with you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like it just got chills. At which Kathy then said, As a matter of fact, you know, Pop, I do have a copy of the Psalms, and she pulls it out and he says, Would you read it to me? The the crux of this, the and 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 you know in our way in in our way of trying to dismiss dismiss that uh-huh. you know I I I went home that night and just said okay that's just a it, it, it's just a catacomb of coincidences you try and that's rationalize all. it. you try to rationalize yeah. it some way but the next day when I came in my father said to me the first thing he said to me the next night is. Have you met that Chinese fellow yet which then prompted me of course to go outside and ask is there a Chinese mm-hmm. fellow that works with these patients? No there wasn't there wasn't anybody So I then realized I you know it, it, it occurred to me that my father had a non-english speaking Chinese, guardian angel Uh how perfect was that if there was a guy who was a uh, archie bunker type that Uh was uh, you know but a friendly archie bunker Uh type it was my father and i thought it's perfect he has a non (laughs) english-speaking chinese guardian angel and and that's what it was i'm sure of it so
0: that's the story and it's fucking great and strangely religious can you imagine if this entire podcast was all just like one big ad for the catholic church it's definitely not. I have to tell you guys. Uh, anyway, even though I had heard that story many times, you did hear me sound surprised again, just because it honestly is such a great story. And I don't know if that story is like my dad's way of feeling hope and peace about life ending and there being something more than the human experience, or if it was just my grandfather playing one last trick on my dad, or if it in fact is some kind of proof that there. are is so much that we don't understand and life doesn't quite end when our bodies die either way it was interesting to see what asa said before even hearing the story and i can confirm he said something and he's going to say it right now
1: and this is interesting around the was there great loss around that for him
2: it was it was the concept of the chinese fellow was was just days before he passed
1: It's all around loss, is what I get. Yes. And emotion, and I gotta say, uh, was he a healer of sorts? The Chinese fella. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, would you call him a healer? Because I would call him a healer. I really feel like I feel like he was an angel. I mean, in a sense, you know, it's a it's a word that you know. But it feels like somebody walked in the room that didn't exist and came into a body and sort of (laughs) did something and walked out. Only he probably does exist, but like the way he walked in and out of your life, I get angel. Uh,
2: and I get right around the loss. Uh, I cannot. My body is. I'll tell you that story when we're done, Asa. Yeah. Okay. That's it. It was my it's, father's uh, guardian angel, uh, I believe.
0: As you can hear, we both lost our goddamn minds, but our spirits were full and flying high. <laughs> and I have to tell you that watching my dad hear that confirmation of something he had talked about for years was an experience I will definitely never forget it made so many things make sense but at the same time it made everything so much more confusing because now like what else is true anyway Asa went on to nail a couple more things
1: who fishes by the way so many fish or boats or water Got a boats. boat thing Bo- oh, oh, boat. A, oh my, yeah. oh my thing. god because yeah.
2: yeah yeah boat was a big part of his life
1: yeah yeah it's funny that's a place where he says he would connect like, that's where he would connect with uh-huh. people around the boats. Uh, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's where you were allowed to connect with him. And that's where he said he thinks, like, he runs to be more of who he was connected to the boat with oh, you yes. than anything else, is what he's telling me. Yes. So, that's what I hear.
0: Now something I will ask every expert on this pod is if I should or will move to LA. It's partially a bit, but also there's like definitely some truth to it because it's something that I have flirted with and entertained for the past couple of years. Now, you guys should know that at this recording, Andrew and I, my boyfriend, we were packing up on Street Easy every day looking for a place that had an outdoor space for our dog Curtis. Meanwhile, a week later, I was flown out to L.A. to test for this pilot that would make me move out there. So literally everything was up in the air. And then out of nowhere, Asa said this.
1: Are you thinking about moving? Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm getting and I'm hearing like this move. And, and it's interesting because there's this de-junking process you're sort of going through where a bit of like decluttering and organizing and all of that. And I feel like it's it's all like moving in energy to move out in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which may not
0: I have this big question right now where, uh, well, one, there's like two, two versions of this is like,
1: Oh, and California comes up somewhere in all of this. I just want to get that out because it's coming up and and hitting me go with the experience. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe this is the universe telling you like, okay, it's not time to go. This is what's Mm -hmm. in front of you. Be in this and Mm -hmm. and see what opportunities open up. Because I kind of think that LA will show you what it'll be for you if you let it Mm -hmm. and don't try to control what it needs to be. So that's be in good. your life experience and, and let that let that come. That's you know? good. So I think California is going to become a, a choice, but I think it's going to become a clearer choice if you stop trying to make that decision when you can't.
0: So I guess I'm not moving to LA, but I guess one day maybe. Who knows? Maybe. But honestly, it made me more confused. But for now, Andrew and I just moved into a great new spot in Carroll Gardens, and I think we are living next to a witch. But that's a story I'll save for another podcast, uh, because we're done. That was it. Actually not. Don't. No. Don't stop listening. We're not done. Well, I mean, uh, that was incredible. Thank you so, so, so much. I'm really, really grateful that you came. Uh, this was really helpful, f- I know, for me. And I know for you, Dad, as well. Um, and I also think for our listeners that I know you're super busy, but Wait, where can people can I, find you? Uh, yes. Well, yes. Oh,
1: so where you can find me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a, I kind of have a website. <laughs> it's Asa hoffman.com uh, but if you go there it's literally going to say schedule an appointment and it's going to tell you if you're here it's because somebody referred you it doesn't tell you about me I'm, I'm kind of the speakeasy of psychics um, I'm on the third floor <laughs> of a production building in the flower district mm-hmm. and I'm in the back of a florist and there's no sign with my name on it so unless somebody tells you how to find me you can't so I always feel like the right people come mm-hmm. you know and I'm here today so yeah that's probably yeah. the best way
0: I'm going to end now but I just I want to thank you so much for being here and thank you dad I have to tell you guys that this session with Asa and the connection gave me a lot of peace, but also some anxiety. For weeks following this session, I had really wild and vivid dreams, which is something Asa told me would happen. The dreams were sometimes like violent and scary. And I'm not sure why, but I was thinking a lot about the spirit realm and what happens after we die. It's just kind of like for me thinking about the universe, like after a while your brain just short circuits and nothing makes sense anymore. But knowing that someone's life doesn't end when their body dies is comforting, but also maybe stressful. Because what is it like being a spirit? And are there raves in the spirit world? And can you drink unlimited rosé? So I also have to tell you guys that after this session, I booked a private session with Asa, which ended up being like therapy, but like therapy while talking to my spirit guides and people telling me to like do things in my life. Now, I know that this is a lot and might sound like super crazy to some people listening, but here's the deal. For believers, non-believers, people that just stumbled upon this podcast, I can tell you that while Asa could have found some stuff online about me, mainly like videos of me wearing costumes and screaming at people, there is no way that Asa knew the story about my grandfather visiting me in college or my grandfather's personality or my grandfather's guardian angel being an Asian fellow. I can also tell you that my father called me two weeks after this recording, after he had listened to the full raw file, and he told me that he cried twice, which is a lot for my dad. There's something about connecting with my grandfather that was super helpful for my dad and I. I still don't know what the fuck I believe or what I don't believe, but... I do think that Ace is the real deal, and I do think there's so much that we don't understand. Well, that's it. Congratulations. You listened to the entire first episode of Beyond. I'm Mike Kelton. I really appreciate you listening, and you're in for a real treat this season. The season is going to be so fun and ridiculous. I'm going to be visiting a witch in Washington Heights. I will be going to a past life regression therapist with my mother, and if you heard past life regression therapist and went what the hell is that you can listen to the episode and figure it out babe we'll tell you all about it is my mom my daughter in a past life maybe TPD. who knows so subscribe rate review this podcast let us know what you think if you think we're insane or like you're vibing with this thank you guys so much for listening and also if you're eating pretzels right now just know that my grandfather is sitting right next to you goodbye
1: This has been a Forever Dog production. Beyond is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Theme song and music by Henry Kapersky. Theme song vocal performed by Catherine Thomas. Special thanks to in-studio guests Asa Hoffman and David Kelton, and our spiritual guest Bob Kelton.